In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Becca did it better. From 1997, this is Baduism from Erica Badu. Guys, I know this is Erica Badu, but what about the rest of the uh, Badu Planeteers? The who? Uh, the Badu Planteers. This is Erica Badu, but what about Earthica Badu, Fireica Badu, and Hartica Badu? Oh, no. You like that one? That was a good one. Oh, Listen, no. we don't have time for this. Let's That's turn so on K Rob, see what's going on. <laughs> what? That's so terrible. Welcome to K Rob, K R O B. I'd like to dedicate this to all the creative, righteous children. I have some food in my bag for you. Not the edible food. The oh, no. Meat. No. Maybe some food for thought. Since Ooh. knowledge is infinite, it has infinitely fell upon me. So, oh yeah. It was recorded night. And I'm zooming with all these guys. And I'm showing them canned oysters. They said, ooey, 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 ooey. <laughs> <laughs> I the tin. The oil went in. Fell onto my keyboard and it was broken. <laughs> oh no, Aaron, you fucked me tonight. <laughs> you said the oil that, went in. <laughs> My keyboard keys. Now my laptop is so smelly. So now my computer smells oystery. Every time I open it, it smells fishy. Now people at work, they stare at me. When my keyboard, it smells like sardines. Aaron really laughed at me because he wanted my computer to smell oystery. Just wants to bring me down. Yeah. When you want to hear about the great. That song was hard as hell to do. Yeah, oysters. Oyster. But you're just too lazy to look it yeah, oysters. Like the crackers. If you want to like uh, some of them most people like were like, oh Rob, what's that smell? But some people are just like, eh, it's just no. I just actually that's one benefit of teaching middle school is nobody was like, What's that weird smell? Because yes, the other week was our first warm day in New York, and the kids it smelled so bad in my room after they left. You could taste it. You know, it just it's it's like it just tasted like the air tasted green. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Man. If you teach middle schoolers, you definitely know what it means. Oh, my mouth is open. Oh, it smelled so it smelled canned oystery. Canned oystery in there. Uh, listen, this is Beck did it better. We are talking about Baduism by Erica Badu. We are all the way up to what album is this? Did I even say 89? 89. Guys, I can I cannot even believe it. Probably the worst number you could have as a wide receiver, right? 89. Uh, 89 Steve Smith 89 bottom line <laughs> oh, rules man. and regulations of the game Aaron just proved you're either right or wrong I'm not really sure actually uh, exception listen, that proves the rule guys I swear to God I was in a cult for four months that was all about Baduism but they kept saying that I needed to graduate to the next level if I wanted to be part of the fuck fest and every time I graduated they said no it's the next level it's the next level like next oh no level. you need a green scarf you need a pink scarf and I was like I can hear the fuck fest going on right next next door, and you got. I, I'm starting to think maybe it's just me. How many <laughs> color scarves do you got now? Oh, I I've got um I've got it, it's it's honestly it's like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor cult scarf. Dream scarf. <laughs> uh, listen, I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Just great, Rob. Thanks for having me as always. I've got Russell who is up north at some mystery cabin tonight. Russell, how are you doing tonight? We're swapping cabins tonight. Oh, what Uh-oh. a day, what a day, what a day. <laughs> this goes out to Magic Mike for checking all our facts. 
The man that knows something knows that he knows nothing at all. <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> hey, I like Magic Mike. He's yeah, he's, he's good. Be good people. He's our only true fan. I've got Aaron out in California who kept saying before the podcast that Richard Jewell was actually guilty. Oh, <laughs> what's even the point of that? I don't even. What's up? Why are you doing that, Aaron? What's I'm up? not sure either. Is he? I don't even know. Well, I'm just excited to talk about this album, Diggy Diggy. He's a hero, Rosie. He's an actually yeah, a hero. Just because he had so much porn. It's just just to catch you up. Uh, Richard what? Jewell was a security guard who was. I know who he was. Accused so of the Atlanta bombings. Yes, I'm aware. And then everybody was like, "Hey, this guy actually did it." And then because he was a big fat guy, everybody was like, yep, it does look like he's guilty. And then when they went into his house, he had like so much pornography, like way more pornography than you should have. And so everybody's like, well, he's definitely guilty. And it turns out he wasn't. Wait, how much is more than you should have? (laughs) How much is more than you should have? What's the, what's the, where is the line? Are we trying to figure out where the line is? Yeah. Like how many kilobytes or how many cinnabytes or whatever. Gigabytes. Terabytes. I think terabytes. back in the old days, I think three. I think three VHSs, that was three enough, movies. right? Anything over three VHSs, you're like, okay, this is well, weird. How many Why did, did he have? I don't know. I think I don't want to get into Richard Jewell's stuff. <laughs> you brought you it up. Did. You must. <laughs> I brought it up no, as a joke, guys. No I don't know else anything about, about Richard Jewell. Jewell. I'm still confused. Why are you talking about that today? Why like what does that huh? have to do with what does that have to do with this album or I, look at I'm this. So I have a list of jokes about Aaron that I'm just scrolling through. Okay. I just pick one the day up. Isn't Richard Jewell and his pornography like the biggest rap group in the world? Richard yeah. Jewell, isn't that it, Aaron? Richard Jewell. Yeah. yeah. Richard Jewell. Richard, Richard Jewell. Come yeah. the jewels. Uh, what? Okay. Let's get into our voicemail. Oh, we have a voicemail. I wow. said what? And then I knew what so the answer was. Someone to call in and we asked them to leave what? messages. <laughs> On a voice By the way, we were running line. low on voicemails, you dumb but shit. So start calling so in. Give us some material. I don't know. Last Most time we asked for voicemails, time, we yeah, they leave text messages <laughs> for our show. Thanks, Karen. We appreciate do when you these call in. Idiots yep. not realize we only do. Barry. Always good to get up. Our call listeners are ironic. Don't you think? That's what we think. <laughs> it's a very long <laughs> <song>. <laughs> It's a pain. Yes. All right, here we go. You've done like 85 episodes now. Oh. <laughs> How about you start of like a Patreon account so I can just pitch in 20 bucks or so and you can skip forward, uh, I don't know, 71 episodes or whatever. I don't know what it is. It's got to be the guy who wants the replacements, right? Yeah, you got it, Russell. Uh, just get to the replacements, let it be. That's all I ask. I, I don't care about anything else. And I'm one of the w- only people maybe that listen to the music part of it. I skip over the part where you give one of my best friends shit and they go right to the music part. But I just want to get along There's no way Aaron's got so friends. Pretty, You're listening uh, to this. Please. Everybody has COVID in my house, man. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. <laughs> that's so in my head sums up my listeners to me it sums up our listeners perfect like if, if our podcast is your last link to stay insane this listener fucked. sent me a text and said i cannot wait for august 9th 2023 and i was like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> he had done the math to figure out that yep. the first replacements album would potentially be released our our first episode on a replacements album could be released 
on August 9th, 2023. We should this skip man it. Is- we should skip it. <laughs> Our listeners man. are so dumb. They don't even deserve the one album they want. We should just totally skip it and act like nothing happened. This Matt, you're, this you're that far. So how, how was that album, Matt? Do you remember it? Or should we give him a preview? What did you think of it? I, I don't remember it. I remember, I mean, the replacements are a, a nice little 80s band, right? That kind of didn't really quite find their spot. You know, were they were they rock and roll? Were they like the, uh, I'm trying to think, who, who's that band that did like the Friends theme song? The Rembrandts. The oh, Rembrandt. Good I'm, just, I, I, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, just try, I'm just trying oh to piss you buddy off right now. I'm just no, trying. I'm editing that out. I'm editing that out where you That's say so you're good. just kidding. So it's just going to be us saying the Rembrandts. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think that's I mean, they're like right they're, they're they're like just above the Rembrandts, but like, mm-hmm. you know, just below yeah. like they're no Jay Giles band. Big bad voodoo daddy or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, big bad voodoo daddy. <laughs> Can you imagine you're the oh, lead singer of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and you're just at home and you're looking at this giant suit, this giant purple zoot suit, suit riot, riot, throw back a bottle of beer. It, it's taking up so much room in your closet because it's so big and you're like Damn, well, I'm never gonna wear this again. But then you're like, well, maybe. Let's see. Nobody in the 50s I'll ever. I'll tell you how I was gonna either. I brought this up because I, I pulled Big Bad Voodoo Daddy because I was on an airplane again, right? And I could see the guy across the aisle in one row up, and he's like holding his phone, you know, kind of so everybody can see kind of a thing. Yep. And he's he's trying to find music. And what he settled on was no. Big Bad Voodoo wow. Daddy. And, wow. And so wow. I wrote that down. It's like the only thing I've ever wrote down ever for this roll and go and stuff. And I'm like, I have to somehow bring up Big Bad Voodoo Daddy because somebody in the world actually, out of all the music you could pick, yeah. hit play on Big That's Bad Voodoo Daddy oh. on an airplane. I was, so at, I was at a, a band concert once at school and they were playing some like uh, ska, like Squirrel Nut Zipper song or something. And I turned to a kid next to me and I go, this was a huge hit when I was in high school. And he looked at me like I had three heads. He looked at me like I was the most insane person ever. He's like, this is what you listened to in high school? How fucking old are you? And I was like, well, no, there's this. Well, it was from the 1900s. There's the this swing dance revival. The, the, yeah, that was a weird moment. That was a weird moment, right? Like I, that didn't last very long. Well, no, and it was, one of, those, redemption. Right, it was yeah. one of those things where you're like, fuck, I need to learn how to swing dance. Like if I want to go right. out anywhere right now, I have to learn how to swing dance. Guess what? All you dumb shits who fell into the trap and took swing 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 dance lessons, you're fucked. I didn't take them. I don't ever have to swing dance. It, it was a fad. It moved on. Did you guys ever go on dates like where your date wanted to swing dance? Have your wives ever wanted to go dancing for a date night or no? Well, not swing dancing. I mean, you know, we go hit what up some of sort of. Yeah. Kind of yeah. You know, you put on like party in the USA and, you know, some of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> No, I mean, it's still fun, right? I mean, like, back in the day, what was it? What was that place? Uh, I should know what this is. In Uptown, what was it called? Rosie, you you had to have been there a couple times. Bar Abilene? It was Bar Abilene, the only place that had a dance floor. (laughs) Yeah. The only place in Uptown that had a dance floor, right? But I I was I wasn't talking like all I want to do is zoom a zoom 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 dance. I was talking like (laughs) like where there there's training for it, like uh have you ever done swing dancing or anything where you have to take classes to learn how to we do it? We took classes once. I mean, we, we took classes once with, you know, kind of a couple. And before you got kids and all, you know, that's great. Yeah. yeah it's something to do on a Tuesday, then go out, get a beer afterwards. stuff. So, yeah, we've done that. We we ended up at a swing dance place in Paris. And guess what? Hmm. 
I could just fake it. I'm a fucking good dancer. It might surprise you guys. <laughs> I am a great dancer. I have always been a great dancer. I have oh, an impeccable sense. I have an impeccable sense of rhythm. I do. You, I'm serious. Ask Jenny. Text Jenny right now. Ask, is Rob a good dancer? And she'll say, yes. My family is, we're all great dancers. We're big guys. Rob, we're light on, Rob, on our feet. We were, we were just in Vegas. All of those 40 to 50-year-old women were flocking yep. to you. We, we witnessed it. It was amazing. You were a magnet it. out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Russell can dance too. So, Russell, have you, have you done no. dance lessons with a friend? You know, you know what I I would I wouldn't mind doing. I think it would be fun. But Aaron, I think will sympathize with me. I'm a sweaty guy. Yeah. And yeah, so, like, yeah. for me to go out and start doing like swing dancing, and that's like I would be a sweaty right. mess within like four minutes. No, and and that. I can't. There's no recovering for me. Have, so I feel like I'd have to avoid it at all costs. Let me, let me ask you, Russell. Have you considered yeah. this? Yeah. Putting deodorant on your face, like just deodorant, <laughs> and you just put it all over your face. It's you gotta work, it. right? Like, like if spray, it's a clear yeah. deodorant, you're not gonna sweat. Did, that sounds terrible. Did I just no? What? Shut up! Did I just change the world? <laughs> like that's the greatest idea I've ever had. Deodorant on the face. Maybe, maybe I, I could do swing sure. dancing in the dark, so nobody except for my date would know. <laughs> that's that's really really <laughs> the lights, the lights come on, and Russell's totally nude except for a pair of socks. Everybody's the like, only oh, problem is, as as Did Rob not knows, that events in the dark are also quiet events, and so that people would <laughs> hear my date like. Music, yeah. hurt, People would hear my day like putting her hand on my back and it would be like oh, this splash yeah. of like sweat and oh, no. disgust and it would be terrible. Did I ever tell you about my plan in high school? I had a crush on this girl and I got invited to be in the school play and there was this big dance mm-hmm. scene. It was my fair lady. And so I had to have a dance partner. So I asked this friend of mine, hey, let's be partners. Do you want to be in the play with me? Because then guess what? Four days a week, an hour a day, we're dancing, we're practicing. She's wearing something where I can see her decolletage. This is one of the greatest (laughs) plans I have in my entire life. This is one of the greatest friend friend zone plans you've ever had (laughs) in your entire life. Listen, we are still very good friends. So in that sense, it did totally work out. Yeah, there was, uh, there was, it turns out that the more time people spend with me, the lower chance I have of um, actually having sexual intercourse with them. That's a proven yeah. fact. Matt, so. I thought I thought rule number one when we, we recorded this podcast, Matt and I had a disagreement on our first recording. I thought rule number one was we're not allowed to use the word friend zone. It's yeah. a little <laughs> little too close to home for some of us. <laughs> it's true, Rob. No one on this podcast has had sex with you, and I've not spent more time with anyone except for the guys on this podcast over Aaron, the last two Aaron, years. So. Aaron, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> and you missed the last trip. I'm just going to leave it I at did, that. That's, yeah. true. that's true. I did. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's me. It's uh, all right. Let's got really get awkward. into rolling going. <laughs> Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I was uh, in Dallas this week, and I and I had a celebrity sighting, guys. Oh, celebrity you sighting. Well, this, this, uh, this celebrity, yeah. I, I found him on Instagram. They've got 53,000, 53,000 followers. Oh my God. So I figure this is, this is like a, oh my this God. is a celebrity, right? A billion podcasts to get that far. <laughs> this is going to be a big name. Who is it? Uh, like Maverick. Or someone. Maverick the cat. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? So I'm sitting, I'm sitting. Guys, guys I'm not Our lying. podcast gets 150 episodes, downloads a week. And this Maverick cat a cat has, has 53,000 followers. followers. Yeah. So Maverick the cat. Maverick's a surfing cat. But so I'm I'm sitting there waiting for my Uber. I got to go to this meeting, right? And so I'm sitting out on the outside this hotel. I'm kind of sitting on the sidewalk on the curb. I'm not sitting, I'm standing. And all of a sudden in the bushes, there's this rustling, right? Oh, wait. I look over. Russell perked up. 
<laughs> rustling. <laughs> <laughs> the verb. <laughs> and, uh, it's, and I look over and there's this cat, right? And it looks like it's got like this huge thing coming off of like its neck or something. I'm like, what in the world? Okay, wait, wait, is wait, that, wait, wait, right? wait. I, I want yeah. you to realize this is an audio medium. When you say huge thing coming off their neck, what like do you a mean? A big puff ball, a big puff okay. ball. Like okay. a waiter? You know, so I'm like, so I'm like, you know, it was like, it was obviously like somebody was dressing up this cat, right? He's like the Frank Beamer of but, cats. But again, it's like in the middle of these bushes and I have, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm looking around, I'm looking and I'm like staring at this thing. And this lady goes, oh, it's on a leash. So I'm like, oh, what? Oh, that's a, what? okay. Yeah. So then, oh, okay. Well, I just, you know, I, I couldn't tell. I just thought, you know, it's a cool looking, it's like a bangle cat or something like that. And so, you know, I'm like, all right, whatever. So then this cat's going and I, don't, and I don't know the, at, at this point what this cat is, right? Or who it is or how famous this cat is. I would assume it's like most cats I see where the amount of famous is actually zero. Right. Okay. When I look at most you know, cats, I don't think like, I wonder how famous this cat right. is. If it's not Garfield. Like I'm not really. Yeah. Really, I mean, maybe if I saw Tony the tiger on a leash, I'd be like, well, wait a minute. I know this guy. <laughs> maybe. He's maybe. great. So I go, I, I take my Uber, I go to my meeting, come back. And there's like this 1960s VW van, right? That's sitting and it's got a smashed in back end, right? But on the on the back of this van, it's this big, you know how they put like an Instagram, so like at whatever, yeah. and it's at Mav, this surf surfer cat Mav or something like that. I'll have to figure out which one exactly it is, but like at surfer cat Mav. And I'm like, the fuck is this thing? You know, kind of a thing. So I look it up, and sure enough, it's this cat that I saw in the bushes. And I look, it's got 53,000 followers. What? And so then the guy's out there, his, his van, somebody ran into the back of their van, right? So they're like, I don't know what they're doing, they're touring or whatever. But, and so he's like, hey, yeah. I'm like, and the lady who's the parking lot attendant at this, and, you know, she's like, that cat's on Netflix. What? You know, so we started talking about all this cat. Netflix. You know, she's like, and so this cat, apparently Mav the Cat is on episode six of Cat People. Okay. There is something in Netflix <laughs> called Cat People. My okay, goodness. Well, okay. On so Netflix. this is My when goodness. you know okay. when you're when you're when your Bing searches end up at Cat People, you're like, I gotta stop doing this. I gotta so take cat, a little break because I am not turned on by very much anymore. So I I took the 28 minutes to watch episode six of Cat People and. I, th- there's a different world out there. Oh right? yeah. Like my cat is 16 years old, right? This cat, Mav, the, Mav, the surfing cat is two years old and they're having a zoom party where there is like hundreds of people that are on this two year old birthday party for Mav, the surfing cat Maverick yeah. and all this stuff. And, you know, they're talking about how, well, you know, it's a bangle cat. And so it's, it's instincts are to be out in the water. And so they're, Oh, you know, we just have to, we have to hone in and we have to, you know, we're fostering this, this cat's right. need to be climbing trees and all this. Well, then like 13 seconds later, the lady's freaking out because the cat's got a mouse in its in its mouth, right? And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, no, what? get the mouse. Oh, we can't. And I'm like, what? The- yeah. You, you just talked about fostering like this cat's natural desire. And I'm like, that's all cats do is grab mice and eat them, right? Uh, and so like, yeah. what's, what's, and so I don't, it's. Uh, I've seen a lot of pictures though of in dinosaur times where saber-toothed tigers are actually catching a sweet wave. Uh, out on the ocean. It's one of the things they naturally love to do is to surf. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that they're doing that to help the cat and definitely not just get a weird big Instagram following. That's going to be very sad when the cat dies. So I, I don't want to like be mean about this, right? Like it, it's just, it's, people are different. People are different. They've got their own thing. They can do whatever they want. They can, 
you know, they're selling harnesses so their cat can go out walking. They take their cat everywhere with them. You know, like it's just so like the people are very nice, right? It's just a different world. It just reminds you that there's different people in the world, but, but it's fucked that people would join a zoom (laughs) birthday party for a cat. Although for a cat, I got to say they're like 15 in cat years. So really that's like, it's quinceanera. You know, though, no, 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 no. That's I, no way. Because yeah, go ahead, Russell. I might, I might <laughs> rather go to the cat's birthday than go to the five-year-olds that Aaron's been going to for the last few weeks. I legit would probably rather go to the cat's birthday. Yeah. At least you show up like you throw some sort of toy at it, and you, then you leave. Like then you don't right. have to act like you care. Would about you be people. willing to be on Netflix for all to see singing "Happy Birthday" to a cat while it like? Supposedly, he's about to blow out some candles. Wouldn't you I would, be okay? I with would it? rather do That's that than have anyone ever identify me as being one of the four co-hosts of the cake farting episode. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I have to admit That's that true. too. I always like cats. Talking about cats always reminds me of when I'm eating combos with people. If you ever find yourself eating a bag of combos, what? right when somebody's about yeah. to, wait, wait, oh, those, wait, oh, where do you find yourself eating alone? combos with people? Yeah. I've, I, it actually happens more often than you would think. Whereas you have some combos, people want to try. I mean, guys, it's a fucking cracker that tastes like a pizza. How often does that occur? Okay. That was the thing. People would be like, oh, I want the cheese combos. What? You can get cheese crackers anywhere. They exist all over the place. But a cracker that tastes like a pizza? This you gotta is say it, but Say it like you mean it, Rob. A, a combo is a cracker that tastes <laughs> like a pizza. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that clean. That was very Revolution. good. But I'll always say to somebody, like, doesn't this look like a cat's butthole? Like, right before they take a bite, you look at that combo and you're like, that looks just like a cat's butthole. It's wild to me that they would make a treat that looks so much like a cat's butthole. It's crazy. It's such a wild ride. Like, yeah, I like eating oh. combos with people so I can tell them it looks oh, like a cat's you, butthole. Like, it's one of the what? few foods where you can say it looks like a butthole and everybody goes, it really does. They really will look at you and be like, this is that's amazing. Rob, You're right. That's not even the first food that I've heard you compare to a butthole. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you said milk, you said junior mints look like buttholes. Yeah. Well, I also, and to be fair, on the last episode, I did say the dehydrated lemons you get in your drinks also look like Al's butthole. Yeah. So no. it turns out this might be a thing. <laughs> You you have added this to your list, right, for your stand-up? I mean, because this is, yeah. Oh, I've got quite a few stuff. butthole jokes in my stand-up, believe it or not. <laughs> I believe the junior mints is one of my lead-off I think, jokes. I think the junior mint was a, a melted junior mint. That's the bottom crackers. of the box. Then you got to dig down in there and get it. Yeah. Oh. So, Matt, what you're saying is you're not going to start a cat's Instagram? No, I look, I got my, my cat's right here. You, you were a cat old. owner, Matt? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It was a moment of weakness. The things it's a nice cat, but I cannot wait to not have pets anymore in my life. Like, I'm not like that, that's so the fact, pop, just the fact, just prop that door open, bro. Just do it. Oh, I can't do it. The <laughs> fact that this is a two year old, I mean, and they've they're literally dedicating their entire lives to a cat, right? Yeah. And again, support animals, all this stuff. People got other stuff going on in their life, right? Whatever floats your boat. But at the same time, they're on cat people on Netflix. So I don't know. Good for them. Russell, did you ever date somebody who was crazy cat person? Like, did you ever go to somebody's place or they would just talk about their cat or like you'd go there and they'd have like eight cats running around or I, I, maybe I they made you shit in the litter box or whatever. <laughs> well, 
that that wasn't technically a date, but yes. Um, uh, <laughs> my neighbor left their door open for the cat to go out, but it was a reverse cat. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't remember dating any real cat lady. I, I mean, I'm sure I've dated a few, but I'm not a cat person. Like if I hear you have one cat, I can probably tolerate it, but more than one, I'm out. I'm that's a, that's a deal breaker for me. I don't, I don't care about anything else. Like Rob has told us what he would, if if you're hot enough, he'll let you spit. You can spit in his mouth or whatever he was talking about <laughs> last week. But but no, I'm out. But I do remember dating someone who was um, a, a dog foster person. So they would always fought. They were fostering dogs, and this was their passion. And at first, I was like, oh, this is really like inspiring. It's cool. Like, what a good person. Yeah. And then I realized she like legit had like six, seven dogs at her house at a time. And I was like, oh, I'm out on that. Yeah. I, I want no many. part of that. No, that's it just dogs. stinks. It just like. I don't have a lot of people over like I got this awesome bar. Right. But I just know it stinks down here because I'm flipping cat. Like I yep. can't stand it. It's, you know, I'm not going to put anybody else through that. I don't make it. Hey guys, come over and hang out my house for four hours and smell my cat. Great. You know, awesome. My, my advice is you just tell people you had a bunch of middle schoolers down there and that's why it smells yeah. so bad. Actually, don't say that. That sounds really weird when it comes out of my mouth. I got to. Don't, don't ever say that. Don't ever yeah. say that as a defense. I should not be a lawyer. I wonder how it's going to happen when I do get fired for this podcast. Like, are they going to bring me in and then play the podcast? And then I have to like, la I would laugh at some of these jokes, right? They're like, is this you making a cat combo butthole joke? And I'd be like, <laughs> but it's kind of true if you think about it, right? Like, it's the only snack that looks like butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be like, hey, tell me, tell yeah. me you didn't laugh. Tell me yeah. you didn't laugh. That that's some good. And I don't care who you are. That's funny. Tell me you didn't laugh at that. <laughs> uh, and they're like, what about black licorice? And you're like, oh, that's a good point. Uh, Aaron, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going really good. Uh, quick. Uh, well, we we discussed uh, tinned uh, seafood uh, in the opening. So I just have a quick, both a gout update and a tin seafood update. Oh, uh, I've been waiting. Yeah. Milestone today, my uric acid's under six. So oh, I got a can of uh, Norwegian Baltic sprats that I'm about to oh, open this weekend. Maybe, maybe even after the podcast. This I'm gonna, is foul. Yeah, I'm really stoked. Sprats. So I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. So I, I forgot this intro is so fucking long. After he eats the sprouts. Yes. <laughs> a can fish calls him to react. It's a can fish, yeah. It's a high appearance. But it is uh it's God under control. I've fun. been taking been taking medicine since October and it's uh today finally got below my target. So. so let me ask you, when you go into the doctor for gout, yeah, are they just like, bro, stop drinking beer and eating fucking meat and fish? Just don't do that. You won't get gout. Or is this like a thing where like you're just more sensitive to, the, to that than other people? No, yeah, it's. I mean, this is now this now this is getting boring. But basically, they're like, there's only so much you can do with your diet. Like some people are just genetically predisposed to it, so they're like, yeah, you can try taking care of it with diet, but it's it's not going to work. Like you, especially once you get to like my advanced age, like you got to just take some medicine. Like you should avoid these things in your diet. It helps, but thank you for telling the truth and warning us that that was boring. Cause that was one of the most boring things I've ever heard you my asked. entire life. I don't remember. Oh, I did ask shit. Yeah. You asked, but, uh, so that's, that's exciting. I'm going to do that. Uh, probably after the show. Uh, also on the <laughs> crazy, oh, crazy Friday night down there yeah. in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron is eating canned fish. He's like, all right, it's time. I can do whatever yes. I want. It's Friday night. Everybody's Wife's asleep. asleep. Some crackers Everybody's and asleep. open up some sardines. Oh God. Yeah. Um, also on the food tip, I, um, 
I've, we've never done a lot of uh, instant ramen in our house, but we happen to have some. And um, I tried the uh, American cheese and the ramen trick, and I it's uh, it's pretty delicious. So I can definitely, I can definitely vouch Wait, for it. Shut up! Yeah. You can't just say the American cheese and the ramen trick and yeah. act like we all know what we're talking about. Okay, it's not like right. a pretzel combo. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's an internet trick where you you make a you make a regular old Roy Choi is the person who's written about it the most. You make it just a regular old uh, instant ramen, but yeah. when it's finished, you put it in the bowl and you put a slice of American cheese on there. I, we split the, we just what? did a half a slice. So Anna and I split it and then it just, it just melts into the broth and makes it all like unctuous <gasps> and rich and delicious. It's can, I tell you, can I tell you right now, my daughter eats my youngest Annabelle. She eats, I would guess 10 servings of ramen a week. She oh, is the man. only meal she can make and she makes it all on her own. She boils the water. She puts it in, she makes ramen and she has now the only thing that she wants is spicy ramen. And I'm talking like ramen where it's so spicy that if she pours it out on like the Tupperware, the Tupperware is permanently stained that color. Like if she spills the yeah. ramen sauce on the counter, it's permanently stained. Like whatever she's fucking with, it's extreme. And I've heard of like cracking an egg in there and then you get a soft boiled egg in the ramen, but fucking American cheese. And you, and, and, and you, is your doctor like, Hey, I don't know why you have gout. Like, I don't know why this is. And you're like, have you heard about the American cheese trick? And he's like, okay, wait, never mind. Now, first of all, Rob, my doctor is a woman. And you <gasps> the doctor be, is a woman. Yep. You wow. should be careful about the pronouns that you're using when you're talking about I doctors, should be. as you know. You're right. Uh, but I don't think processed American cheese is necessarily a gout trigger, but uh, it is good on the ramen. So I've got to. You go to a props. woman doctor to talk about your feet? That's humiliating. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so you make a woman it's look at your feet, now. guys. This is this is really. I'm. I think I'm piecing something together here. It's all. It's all virtual now. So I don't have to, it's all just lab values. Like so, you you like put your deal. foot up into the camera. No, you don't have to see it anymore. It's all. It's all done based on my lab oh. values. Like no one has to look at it to know. Right, like, I hit that with my foot on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I hit that sound when I was putting my foot yeah. on the key. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It's. It's all. It's all visual. It doesn't have to. Or I mean, all. It's all done in the labs. It doesn't have to be visual at all. So you have to I'm stare wrong. somebody in their eyes when they're talking to you about your feet. Oh, that's the worst. And you don't no, have to wear just pants. Email. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, like so you can talk to your like, doctor about feet, not wear pants. Oh my god, Aaron's in heaven. <laughs> I love like I Aaron say, was like going out of his out. way to be like, oh, I saw a female doctor, and like shame, shame Rob yeah. for saying anything. But then he's like, well, actually, I don't really go to her. I just email her. Like Aaron's also getting his like rhino pill, rhino dick pills from this lady. The email too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need the rhino. I need the refill yeah. of the rhino dick pills, and she's like, Oh, yep, yeah, I know your yeah. type. Yeah, you're the one. She's also helping me grow back my foreskin. I've got weights that I put on for three hours a day. Have you ever looked that up? Those guys, really cool, really cool part of the internet. Jesus. If you ever want to hang out. <laughs> Uh, that, was, I mean, that was kind of it for me. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah. It's about, about all right. Cheese and foreskin, so. or whatever how much, you're talking how much, about. How much weight do you need, Rob? <laughs> I don't think a lot. Yeah, you're talking to the wrong guy for this. But Aaron, I, 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 gotta, gotta, I, I gotta ask, Aaron. Aaron, let's hear it, Russell. Do we have an update on the car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Update. Yeah, there's not much. Uh, we've been driving a uh, we've been driving a Chevy uh, rental. Shoot, I can't remember the name of it. It's a big white SUV. 
Yeah, it was an eight. Have you been, keep, have oh, you been keeping it on the driveway? Yeah, yeah. Keep it on the okay. driveway. Yeah. Uh, nice. Got rid of the Subaru, so now we just have one car in the driveway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there. no, it seems like uh, things are progressing there at the uh, body shop. And uh, this, is, this is so Aaron. They're, they're doing the Chevy Suburban that seems yep. like 18 people just as a gas guzzler. They're like, yep. hey, if we rent it, it's really not that big of a deal to the environment. Is, yeah. If we're no, just we, yeah, we've used half a tank of gas this week, just driving this damn thing from here to Berkeley and back. It's so Aaron being like, oh, God, we got to get this fucking rental car. And then he gets one that guzzles gas during the time yes. where the gases are probably the highest price ever in the United States history. And so one time Aaron sidled with a car that gives him, and I'm sure driving through California, people probably give you dirty looks, right? If you're driving a huge gas guzzling car. No, people drive big cars out here. It's not, that's not, that's oh. not even a, that's not even a thing, but yeah, it's, it's fine. But yeah, I think Tuesday, Tuesday is when I, when I get my real car back and hopefully the door closes just fine and we'll pick it up from the <laughs> body shop. I did make the mistake of, uh, yeah, I'll tell this story. Uh, I made the mistake of not <laughs> taking. Aaron, not we don't have time. This will be a gym. This will Aaron, be a shut gym. Up. Uh, Russ, rolling going. How's it going with you? We don't have time. No, I, need, I need this. I need this in my life, Rob. I did make the mistake of not taking the car seat out of the car when I went to to the uh, to drop it off at the body shop. Rookie move. Yeah, and the so I get to the body shop. I have to take the car seat out of the car. So then I've got the car seat, my water bottle, a, a little box of children's books, some masks, yep. and whatever. And so I go stand in the in the doorway of the of the auto body shop office and I have to wait for the enterprise rental car van to come pick me up and then the van comes to get me and I have to lift the whole damn car seat into that van and sit down ride to the rental car place and then I get out and I have to like carry the car seat into the rental car place I don't know why I didn't just leave it at home to begin no. with that was a that was a mistake no the the car seat I'm telling you Aaron I am car seat free in my life right now it's got to be amazing. It is like walking on clouds. It is just heaven. We can take Ubers. My kids were imagine. my kids both sat in the front seat today driving around. They thought they oh, were wow. like living gods. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I have a colleague from India and her kids, when her kids were like eight and six, they used to like to go visit India because it meant they could sit in the front seat of the car. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. What what um Aaron, this I'm gonna edit this out, but you should really think about fucking your wife in the back of that rental car. <laughs> Because then the next person what? that rents that car, they're never going to know that somebody fucked in that car, Aaron. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, what, what makes you think I ever stop thinking about doing that anywhere? Like, of course I'm thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about it, yeah. Thinking yeah. about it all the time. Can you, I would love to hear, how, how would you even say that to your wife? Like, would you just be like, hey, I, I've been thinking. I think that's how I would do it. I would say, like, I've been thinking. And right away, my wife would go on high alert. She'd be like, okay, wait a minute. You've been thinking about what? And I was like, we should probably fuck in the back of this car because nobody, it'll be funny. I'll probably for, just do it in the post game tomorrow morning over breakfast. She'll be like, how's the podcast? And I'll be like, well, Rob kind of thinks we should fuck in the back of the rental car and then yes. just see what, see what happens. So good. Such a good idea. See I pulled it. I pulled that move at St. Olaf. I brought my dad's van up. Oh, all the back seats are out. Jenny and I fucked like crazy. Cause it was like oh the time in your gosh. life where you're like, you're all by yourself for like a night. And it's just like, oh yeah, we're going to go nuts. Now, if I asked Jenny to, if I asked Jenny to sleep in the back of a car, she would just divorce me on the spot. She'd be like, "What? I paid eleven thousand dollars for a mattress, and you think I'm going to sleep in the back of some fucking car? Get the fuck Was out there of a here. disco ball in your dad's van? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That's why. Hey, <laughs> start up the disco ball and go to. Town. Oh, I, want, I, want, I wonder who else said, "Hey, we can fuck in the back of this car." Not funny. No one will ever Not know. funny. <laughs> Not funny. Actually, 
very unfunny. <laughs> Don't make this bit funny. I'm going to have to keep part of it in. Aaron, Am yeah. I going to have to bleep out Jenny's funny. name? Jenny's mom listens to this. Funny. I'm going to talk about so fucking your da- her in a car. So your dad, your dad had the your dad had the back seat towel, right? Oh, so okay. Like, okay. You didn't take. You don't know who's done what that back No, okay. You don't know who's been back there. He brought you the car with the back seat towel. There, there was never. There's never back. There's never. Can you back imagine his conversation car. before he drops us off? He's like, he'll never know. He'll never know. <laughs> This is sick that you guys are making this funny. <laughs> the one time you guys are funny on this fucking podcast, and I got to keep this shit in. <laughs> to my sisters, I apologize that you had to listen to that. Don't think, I have not thought about it. Don't think about it yourself, please. <laughs> Disgusting. Russell, Roland going. How's it going with you? Rolling, going. I, everything's going good. As you guys know, um, we talk about this a little bit. What we do on the podcast, we talk about how Rob sets everything up. He records everything. Matt, Aaron... I just generally just show up and, and try to help Rob be funny. But w- one thing that I've been doing the last few weeks is writing the summary for our podcast for, uh, for the website that when we put it up, there's a, a brief summary for it. And then I realized that every week Rob adds a paragraph to my summary <laughs> and the paragraph says, <laughs> so every week I like take like painstaking time to write like a thoughtful summary, make sure I call out everything you know, something that all of us did, be they've inclusive and everything. Yeah, they've and been very good. And this last, every week Rob adds, please mention feet. If you do, we can get Aaron Love's feet to be something that is searchable online. And I feel like it will be worth it. And so I was like, he does this every week. So I was yeah. like, well, maybe it's working. So I started, I decided to spend some time this morning and because I'm our SEO guy. And I was looking, I was like, is this actually working? So I Googled Aaron Love's feet just to see what happened. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is the dumbest SEO strategy ever because it turns out that everything when you search Aaron Love's feet is about Aaron Rogers COVID toe. You guys remember oh, yeah. COVID oh, toe right. back? Yeah. That is a bummer. And then I was like, I can't, there can't be that many stories about it. But then it turns out he also made fun of Rex Ryan's foot fetish no. a while back. Yeah, so there are that. two. Oh. There are two Aaron Rodgers stories about Aaron Rogers loving feet. Mm. So Aaron Love's feet is all, and then I was like. What if I put in Aaron Love's Feet podcast? Because then it's like, well, we have yep. to pop up then. No, there are podcasts about Aaron Rodgers loving feet. We will never, <laughs> ever get a download because of the Aaron Love's Feet strategy, Rob. I'm okay with that because we've seen we've seen what happens when we put the real foot freak hashtags in our Instagram. <laughs> that they really they're out there. Yeah. These people are real and they they believe in their cause. And they don't want us messing around in their their playground if they're if we're not re- if we're not for real. It turns out that true foot freaks are way more into their shit than the Beck did it better foot freaks. <laughs> Our fans are like, eh, maybe I'll call and leave a voicemail, maybe not. The foot freak people, they're on call twenty four hours a day. We can post something anytime, and they're always wanting us to DM them pictures. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what are we gonna do. We gotta get. I don't know. Somehow my plan to make Aaron has fallen apart. But Russell, I appreciate you searching that. I think, and is it also true, Russell, that you were recently fired from your job? Is that what I heard? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, we have ten searches for Aaron Love's feet on your work computer. I have not. I have not had any coworkers come up to me and do the big bopper impression recently. <laughs> but hopefully, I'll survive. <laughs> oh God. I was also noticing, so I also found out through a mutual friend that Rob's wife was on a podcast a, a, a few weeks ago. Yep. A mutual friend told me that Jenny was on a podcast. Is that what we're saying and now? So, Is that the yeah. new, that's the nomenclature so, now? 
So I was like, oh, I, I'm interested because this person you, sent me who this. Do you, who do you know that would that would know <laughs> so that Jenny weird. was on a podcast? It's weird. It's like it's like it's like someone I it's like someone I met through Rob's um, uh, wedding video or something <laughs> like go. that. But so anyway, so I was hearing about this, and I like part of me was like, oh, this can't be that big of a deal. Whatever, I'm gonna go look and see like how many downloads this podcast gets. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not. So if, if Rob wants to say it, he can say it. But I went and looked, and I oh, was no, like, say it, please. It's the Path Pod podcast. So it's essentially about pathologists, I think. So they do like interview a new pathologist every week, I think, is is my understanding of it. And so I went and looked and I was like, well, obviously our podcast has to be way better than this, right? So I went and looked. They get 800 downloads an episode. They are more than four to five times more yes. than what we get we, when we get a week. And it, it's about the same number of episodes. And the whole time I was just thinking, this has to crush Rob. Jenny's going out. She does one podcast, and she destroys Rob in the downloads. It's not even close, Rob. What do you? What do you have to answer for this? It, it's uh, when you when you you did text that uh, Rob is not even the most successful podcaster in his whole household. <laughs> yes. It was it was absolutely heartbreaking because I realized like, <laughs> oh, I actually like work really hard at this. Like this is something I put multiple hours a week into. Uh, and Jenny, we appreciate it. We appreciate Jenny, it. Yeah, Jenny quickly went online and is already on a more successful podcast. So I am going to ask if maybe that very serious podcast uh, we can maybe advertise on it. Make maybe I, I did. I did yell at her a number of times for not mentioning my podcast on there by name. Like maybe my we can. Podcast. Rob, you're supposed to call it our podcast while we're while you're talking to us. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry. No, but I, I don't, I mean, she said, she's like, oh, I'm going to be on this podcast. I said, oh, what are you going to use for a mic? Like all these, I was like, what's the compression? She's like, I don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. I did was you like, let okay. her use your mic or did you take all that shit? You're like, fuck that. You're going to sound like Aaron on this. Oh thing. no, she got, she got to use the nice mic. She did not take my, um, I had a number of parody songs I had written for her. Uh, she did not take any of those. I thought they'd be really good, but. Well, you know those pathologists. I mean, they're like that's top humor. So I mean, oh, yeah, I'm guessing totally. they would have really got yeah. your uh, sense of it's humor. It's like, hey, your your bit about eating ass killed. Wow, they love that. <laughs> we were talking about sarcomas, but then it went into eating ass, and then wow, it really quite the turn. Yeah, humiliating. Yeah, there's one more thing I wanted to share with you guys. As we we've talked before about uh, love languages, right? Like, what are yeah. the five love languages? It's physical touch. What are the other four? Touch. Touch. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, quality time. Quality time, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Oh, yeah. Russell, good job remembering that. You're so I've smart. Said I've said before that I'm not a gifts person. I don't really care about gifts, but I have to say this is a little bit different. But one of my nephews got me a gift for Easter today. It's oh. Easter time around this. Yeah. And the gift was he got me old school packs of baseball cards. And I was yes. like, this yes. was so much fun to open old school baseball cards with my nephew and like go through them, kind of sort them by team, Tune sort them by go. position and yeah, everything. But I oh, thought I could yeah. I could share the four best cards that I got with you guys real quick. Yeah, I'm excited. But you know what, Russ? This sounds like a countdown to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. If that's the case, I can get my fifth card. I was only going to do four. A countdown could be any so there's no limit. There's, you can do whatever. So what, what, what was the uh, brand? that Did you get tops? Did you get downers? So, so did they get... did not. They got, the, well, they actually, Matt, they've gotten me four packs, but I've only opened two. We're saving two more. We, we only okay. opened two today. We're saving the other other two. But so smart. Uncle they're both thinking, yeah. I, I will say this. Don't say anything, but they were Fleer. Not Flair, but Fleer. So it's not like, <laughs> I'd say it's kind of. In line with tops, it's not like what an upper year? deck. It's not what year. Let's see if we can guess what's your so, favorite car. 
So the first four are Fleer 91, the four four oh, best cards ooh. I got from the Fleer 91 pack I was going to share with you guys. Okay. Yeah, let's see it. All right. The first is Hall of Fame catcher Gary Carter. You guys remember you Gary yeah. Carter? Yeah. yeah, Gary Carter. Did he catch the, the Expos. Mets? Well, the Expos. Yeah, the Expos. This is them. actually yeah. a Giants card, though, not an oh. Expos one. That was the bummer. I wanted the Expos one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell your nephew that? Can you imagine being <laughs> Russ is your uncle and you wow. get him these cards wow. and he's explaining to you which Gary Carter card you want? And you're like, oh, my God, this is a disaster. <laughs> well, actually, we spent most of the time, like, organizing them by you remember how cards have the number on the back so if you oh, get yeah. the whole set oh, yeah right. we, we, we we organize these as many ways as possible nice. next card next card i got a great one this is really confusing this is jack morris detroit tigers twins hall of famer yeah, yeah. but the card is fleer 91 it shows him on the tigers but what? he was on the twins in 91 how does What's that work because they was printed the, him before he got over the twins so printed him before the, free agency yeah. huh yeah so that's mm. so yeah there's a they always have ones like that. So they usually, a lot of times, depending on the contracts and stuff like that, and um, you know who could take pictures of what, who could place them where, they would they'd be all messed up with different team colors and have, stuff. Do it's you guys know baseball cards? Russell, do you know there's Twitch channels now of guys just opening baseball card packs? You could watch you along get, while they open. Would it. you guys rather do this podcast with me or rather watch me open baseball cards with my nephew? I'm kind of down with watching you open baseball cards, honestly. <laughs> like I, your your niece and nephew came on the earlier before we started recording and talked to us, and it was a blast. Like we had a blast with them. Yes. All right, the next two cards were two of my favorites because I think these are two of the best fat guy baseball players ever. Oh, wait, let's guess. So, Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll give you yeah. each a guess. Okay. Right. Best fat guy baseball players Let me go first because I know I nothing one. about baseball. I got to say yeah. John Crook. It's got to be John Crook. John Crook yep. is correct. I was yes. going to say John that Kruk had Kruk to be it. Yep. He's not even fat. I mean. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, he's like it's a big tr- guy, but he's not like. He's not like, I mean, right. if if Rob guessed it on the first try, you got to see. He's not like Pete and Cavillia fat. He he's a guy where if you <laughs> if you Kavilia. made a video with him fucking your wife, you could still watch it. It wouldn't be. Too <laughs> Why weird. are we talking about? No, I think I'm if, not you, do if that. you here's the thing: if you make a video of some guy fucking your wife, right, and it's a big fat guy, it's not a good sign. Like if you if you're stuck with a big fat guy fucking your wife. It's just you you haven't worked hard enough to make that cuckold video. You got to find go out and find somebody hot. I mean, it would be a bummer to watch some guy fuck your wife here? and he looks like you. It's like, well, I could see this. I could set up a mirror. Like, who cares? So I was going to guess John Crook, but I'm going to guess Cecil Fielder. Yeah, Cecil Fielder is incorrect. This player oh. was uh, better than Cecil Fielder. So, Aaron, what? I'll give you a, a little bit of a hint. Better than Cecil Fielder. What? What? Team? What? what fat guy is better than Cecil Fielder? Yeah. Oh, uh, CC uh, Sabathia. Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn is Tony correct. Oh, Tony Gwynn. You guys are amazing. I just had to say fat baseball player. You guys got a bowl. Uh, we're so good. I mean, Tony I once Gwynn, had the could, opportunity he could, he could, to, to. Yeah, I want. He was best hitter all time. He used a 32 inch bat, too, which is amazing. Um, I once had the opportunity to go up like one of these coaching conventions and, you know, to get an autographed baseball from Tony Gwynn. Wow. And I was all pumped to do it. And I got within about 20 feet of him and saw the look on his face and just kept walking by because he had zero desire to be there <laughs> oh. signing baseballs or anything like that. And so I was like, I'm not going to just give him his space, this experience. Yeah. So. All right. Last card. Us at the podcast convention in 30 years. <laughs> I also got a, a pack of 88 Fleers. So a few years older, you guys nice. will remember it when you see it. Yep. But the card I got an amazing card. Our friends will love this one. 
Vincent Bo Jackson. Wow. Bo Jackson, wow. 88 wow. Royals card Jackson? clear. How awesome is that? Jeez. Nice. That's fantastic. Is that Steve, his rookie our, year? No, 86. It's not a rookie. No, it's not yeah, a rookie. Our buddy wow. Steve. That, yes, that Steve has met him That's a right. times recently. Rolling going, Rob. How's it going with you? I'll tell you what. I've got a sick new fetish that I want to tell you guys about. Okay. And I thought about this and I was going to bed and I, I sprung out of bed much like if I heard the ring, ring, ring of Santa Claus sleigh and I had to throw back the sash, which we don't need to explain what the sash is in a room. Everybody knows what a sash is. We all have our favorite sashes. I mean, the hours I have spent arguing with my wife about how our sash looks. Uh, this fetish that I have that I had to wake up to write you guys about is that I am now full time sleeping with socks on. Oh. I am sleeping with socks on. <laughs> when I go to sleep, I have socks on my feet. And when I wake up, those socks are still on my feet. My feet are encased in fabric all night long. And I like it. It feels you good. Got, you got like a lotion regime or anything? Because that's the next oh step. It's like to moisturize first and then put the socks Matt, on. Matt, we didn't sign up for this. A lotion regime. <laughs> I'm gonna big search that real quick. Just wait a second. Lotion regime. This you know, is a, a lot regime of this I is, want to be. A lot of, of this is coming full circle, and I think we know why Rob has been trying to get all of a sudden Rosie to have this foot fetish for like oh. the last 90 episodes or whatever. It's, it's all coming around. Yeah, Rob, you're tipping your hand. You're tipping your hand a little bit too much here. You might need issue? to just stop yeah. right here. Yeah. You think me Rob, doth protest too much? <laughs> Rob, we, just so we can understand, like, are you wearing like the full pajamas when you go to bed with no. socks or is it, and you're just like nothing no. in socks or what is it? Here's, here's, I will tell you my bedtime routine. And then I actually want to ask you guys, how are you sleeping? Cause I want to visualize it. Oh, no. Uh, here's the oh, thing. God. We all know Aaron wears a nightcap. We know that's true, but here's what I do is that I get into bed. He I've got the boxers nightcap. on. I've got the socks on. I then take the boxers off in bed Okay, what? but I don't what? throw them on the floor. I leave them sandwiched somewhere in the bed. So it's like a, it's like in Double Dare. It's like in Double Dare where you had to dig around in the nose, you know, until you found the flag. That's what it's like with my boxers. Because if I throw my boxers on the floor, guess who's sleeping in the room? The, the fucking dog. dog. He'll eat my shit, and I can't have that. So I, Whoa, I pause, pause. Yes, he's got pause. He's got four of them. What? Your dog sleeps in the room. Oh yeah. Oh, see, sweet. this is when we were talking earlier about cats dating the lady with all the dogs. I'm out. Oh, yeah. If you got, a, if you got a, an animal that needs to sleep in your room, it's out. It's no. a, that's a deal breaker for me. My dog the other day was like, ooh, I'm going to try that one. <sighs> what? Okay, so let me, uh, I, I, let me oh. get it. You're naked. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Au contraire. I am not naked. I am wearing socks. You're wearing socks. <laughs> yep. It's my are these are these are these the same socks that you've been wearing all day, or do you change them? They are the same socks I've been oh, wearing all day. You got the same so socks. socks. Oh, I got Come the same on. socks on. You I'm wearing ch- them all no. night long. Yeah, you got to put some clean socks. My on. feet feel warm. Okay, and guess what? In the morning, it's almost a 24-hour sock period. So when I take it off, it feels so good. It feels twice as good as when you normally take your socks off. It's so great. So if you guys were dating somebody and they were like, oh, wait, I'm going to put socks on to go to sleep, that would be a deal breaker, right? Like, you couldn't deal with that. That's, this is a marriage shit. No, I think it's fine, but I think you are also yeah, sure. right that that you do have a sick new fetish, and this is... Pretty weird. I'm glad you can. You know, I'm glad this is a safe space, Rob. That you can get this. Out you guys should try it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty sick. 
I have tried it, but the problem is like if the, I'm okay with socks on if the if the sheet isn't. But this is this is an issue anyway. If the sheet is not tucked in at the bottom of the bed, I can do socks. Yep. But if the sheet's tucked in down there, then I'm already too constrained and then I can't do socks. Ooh la la, my sheets are yeah. tucked into the bottom of the bed. Get the fuck out of here. My sheets aren't tucked <laughs> at the bottom of the bed. We'd never, Jenny no, and I never fair. make we the bed. Do, do you guys make the bed in the morning? Jenny and I never oh, make yeah. it. We both no refuse. Way. No way. No, yeah, no. Matt, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's pick. Do Matt and I make the, does Matt make the bed? Thumbs up if you think Matt makes the bed. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too, Matt. You make the bed. Well, let's let's be honest. Like, there's a lot of times where I am up before Sarah. Yeah. So, like, our bed is made, and I have to give Sarah credit that she makes it oh. way more than I do. But if I pass by and it's not made, what's I'll the make, point I'll make of the making a bed? Why does anyone care about a bed being made? You're just getting back in. Why do you wipe your ass when you take a shit? You're just going to take a shit again. <laughs> That's a great point, man. Yeah. I'm going to think about that. It's You're supposed to what with the what here. now? You guys, I gotta be honest. You guys have said a lot of things that have been life changing for me on this podcast today. I'm not gonna say which ones, but there's been a lot of things that have been said some stuff. that I've got to reevaluate on. Yeah. Hey Siri, add the shopping list, toilet paper, and baseball cards. <laughs> All right, let's get into the album. I can't talk. Oh, Actually, you know what? No, no, fuck the album. Tell me your sleeping style right now, Aaron. How are you sleeping? Uh, just I break. Boxers. I break into your place. I pull back the covers. I peer below. What am I going to see? Uh, just just me and my boxers, but I keep my clothes next to the bed in case of an earthquake. And sometimes oh if I God. have dry skin on my feet, then I lotion up my feet and put on some socks once in a oh while God. if oh they need goodness. moisturizing. I'm going to come. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's not even... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to laugh at that. Sometimes I know I'm going to edit stuff out, but I have to say it. Oh God! Oh God! That was one of those times. There was there was a there was a good pregnant pause there. Oh, I thought about it. I was like, Do I really want to take this work to click all these buttons? I'm going to have to click to edit that out <laughs> to make these guys laugh. And the answer was yes. I want to yes, make you guys laugh. That's yes. all I care about. You you storing clothes by your bed in case of an earthquake is the most realistic, terrifying shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, the fact that that has to be on your mind is absolutely terrifying. I mean, we haven't had them for a long time now, but yeah, I'm like, well, shit, I can't, like, I don't want to wake up and not have Big any clothes. Coming, I got to get out of here. So I know. Okay. We're due anytime. Let's talk about the album. So we are talking about Erica Badu. Erica Badu dropped out of Grambling College to make a 19-song demo. Now, first of all, you already know you're talented if your demo album is 19 songs long. Like right. that is that is yep. absolutely insane. She was yeah. picked um, to sing a song with D'Angelo for the High School High soundtrack. Now this I've never heard of this movie, but this soundtrack has Wu Tang, Lil Kim, The Roots, A Tribe Called Quest, and a bunch of guys that Aaron would know. Like listen to this song. It's a <laughs> Marvin yeah, Gaye, uh, Tammy Terrell cover, of right. course. But listen to Eric Badu when she comes in here. Can you imagine your your first song you're singing with D'Angelo? Right. It's interesting to hear this because both of them are really trying to be faithful to the original, and then and then you you hear them eventually kind of come into their own their own selves later. But this is a very cool track. What do you, what do you guys think they thought when their track came after the Cannibal Ox track? The Cannibal Ox. 
Crap. <laughs> no, they're not on high school. They're high. like, well, at least we're amazing. ahead of Slobberbone. We're way <laughs> ahead of Slobberbone. That's good. <laughs> and if you want to find that joke, by the way, go back to episode 18. 18. <laughs> That's for all the foot freaks out there, that joke. Um, so now let's fast forward. All of a sudden, she's 26. She's released her first album, Baduism. It's the number one album on the RB charts. It's got the number one song on the RB charts. The album goes on to win, uh, to be nominated for a number of Grammys. She wins Best R&B Album. And this is why this album is really what a lot of people consider the absolute, uh, or, or absolute, not start, but it's kind of the keystone of this uh, movement called Neo Soul. It's like the apotheosis. What? Gesundheit. The apotheosis is what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, and I came up with that myself. Uh Note to self, edit Aaron out. Um, but it includes uh, Maxwell, Lauren Hill, uh, and my body double D'Angelo. Uh, I mean, you can even look back to like Michelle D'Acello, Tony, 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 and stuff like that. This idea of uh, of Neo Soul. So, And Rob, I had a thought about this. I, I, I know this is early in the album talk to get to a list, but uh, Neo Soul is not something that I actually got into that much outside of D'Angelo, but I thought it would be good to set the stage for oh, what was Neo Soul, what did it become, where did it come from. So I got a list right away. I'm going straight to the list. For another did it better Flare 91, Dave Parker, great card. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally a better podcast. We want to get $800 a week. That's the podcast we need. <laughs> this came up for because um, we're going to hear from Raphael Sadiq later on the list. And I thought to myself, is Raphael Sadiq uh, Oakland Zone of Tony, Tony, Tony? I thought Raphael Sadiq has got to be the godfather of Neo Soul. But it turns out the internet tells me, in fact, that Roy Ayers was godfather of Neo Soul. And Roy Ayers was recording in the 70s. He was a Los Angeles-based vibraphonist. Um, and had a, a, okay, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, how that? come when I ask online what a vibraphonist is, I end up paying six ninety nine a minute? Um, <laughs> and then you just say it. Like, what is? Can you explain what a vibraphone is? Uh, you, you know the vibes, like a you know, like a, similar to like a xylophone. I mean, I might even be doing it wrong. We've probably done a, a vibraphone type list, Russell. You're the you're the expert on instruments, but a a mallet instrument that has some. Uh, Vibrations, cool vibrations, and happy tones to it. I think and it's Roy wood. Ayers. I think um, it's wood guys, and not metal. Famously, I, I didn't want to blow his spot, but what the fuck? Everybody loves the sunshine by Roy Ayers. You guys are wrecking this one. This is a famous my tune. Life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Aaron, maybe I'll edit this out. But what is this? What is, what makes this Everybody neo soul? Well, it is not neo soul. In fact, it's it's the it's what preceded neo soul. So it's kind of what sunshine. a lot of people imagine. These folks who who came to Neo Soul were listening to because this is twenty years before Neo Soul. Okay. So uh, the the hallmark of Neo Soul is that it was both looking back and looking forward. So we're going to hear from uh, the way Neo Soul incorporated hip hop later. But um, it started. Uh, a lot of people start, think it started from the soul jazz, acid jazz, jazz funk, and Roy Ayers was one of the really important players in that in that movement. So um, they, I'm kind of going chronologically here as far as like what I was able to tell, kind of. How did Neo Soul evolve? And it, and it started, um, you know, with soul music first. And that's what people were looking back toward. Speaking of errors, did you know on baseball cards, they do not show fielding stats. There are no errors on the back. That's They've got wild. all these hitting stats. Why not? Why not any errors? Matt, you were a baseball coach. Why don't they talk about errors? Well, much like this podcast, they like to just prop up. They don't like to knock Focus down. Knock so, down. Yeah. Yeah. Focus it's positive. positive. 
So now we're going to jump all the way ahead to 1993. Um, a lot of the internet thinks that this is the first Neo Soul album. This is Michelle and Cello's Plantation Lullabies. I had a hard time. To me, this sounds really funky. And it's, it all comes from Prince. She was on Prince's label, in fact, for a while. They didn't necessarily get along. But uh, I didn't put Prince on the list, but there wouldn't be Neo Soul without Prince. But this was the closest to me that I felt like is getting toward the Erica Badu sound. So this is Dreadlock. Um, also, as a bonus, they're talking about black hair, um, which Erica Badu does pretty strongly on her album. So, Michelle Niagucello, Dreadlock. You know, this reminds me of a little bit of that Cantaloupe. That, uh, who did oh, the one by Us Three? Yes. Yeah, and I think a lot of Neo Soul was, was drawing on jazz instrumentation, yeah, jazz right. rhythms. I mean, this makes me want to say Flip Fantasia. I don't know why, but it's just, I get it, man. Flip, flip, <laughs> All right, so next track. Uh, I don't think anyone would call this track Neo Soul, but I did read that Erica Badu was a Brandy fan. I am also a Brandy fan. I think everyone should listen to more Brandy. And so I'm going to give this some credit because Erica Badu was inspired by Brandy. This is Brandy from her first album. It's I Want to Be Down. Sounds like we're in Wisconsin. Brandy. <laughs> Dude, Brandy's first album is a jam. The whole thing just knocks. What, whatever happened to Brandy? What, she was so popular. What, what would you say, late 90s, early 2000s? Or when, when was her heyday? Yeah, I think she just made enough money that she didn't have to do a whole lot else. I know she actually recently performed live with Erica Badu within the last couple of years. So they definitely still... Uh, run in the same circles. I remember this as being a kind of music that you would listen to like at a middle school dance and you would be pumped because you're like, all we can do is bump and grind to this song. It's too slow to right. dance to, slow dance. It's not fast enough to, to mosh pit. It is bump and grind time. But I remember this kind of music being very, very popular when we were growing up. Right. And this definitely is is sort of going back toward the, I wouldn't call it New Jack sound, but it's definitely less live instrumentation, more, more, um, more drum machine, but we're going to get into the live instrumentation. And I mentioned Raphael Sadiq, uh, famously of Tony, 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 this Lynn's own. You cannot talk about in my mind, you can't talk about Neo soul without talking about the roots and Philadelphia. And so I combined the two. This is the roots off of their album. Illadelph half like this Illadelph half life. This is what they do featuring Raphael Sadiq famously of Tony, Tony, Tony. Don't worry. I'm going to edit that out where you screwed that up. Thank you. You're not going to edit that. Okay, I hear this. So now you're hearing a lot more similarities to what we hear on the Erica Badu album. Absolutely. Does this have Does this have Joey Chestnut on guitar or not? No, this is much. This was about ten years before that one. But thank you for remembering. That's that off guy the had a lot of that guy had a lot of yeah, hot that's off the so phrenology album. Dogs. This is this is hot dogs. Dogs. Here's the thing: is that that Joey Chestnut guy? Yeah, I'll I'll watch him eat hot dogs for free, but I'd pay to see the size of his shits. And you know what I mean? <laughs> you can also hear uh, Erica talks about the rim shot, and you can hear a lot of rim shots in the drums in that one, which I think is thanks to Questlove. And finally, uh, Illadelph Half-Life was like 97, 98, so that's really close to the same time that Erica was actually working with The Roots. Uh, jumping forward to 2000, I don't think you can talk about Neo Soul again without talking about Jill Scott. Uh, this is from the album Who Is Jill Scott? I find it, to me, to be a sort of companion piece to Baduism. And um, I like this track. It's just one of my favorites on the album. This is Love Rain. So, Aaron, describe Neo Soul in a sentence. You get one sentence. One sentence? Yep. Well, it's music that looks backward to the soul jazz of the 70s and looks forward to the hip-hop of the 90s and brings them together. 
So it's kind of what you said earlier when I wasn't really listening. Mm, interesting. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know. I mean, it's and, so I, and I think kinda it's like, it's like kind of like a, a mix of jazz, R and B, and hip hop. Is kind of what you're getting at, right? Yeah, and I think I think the big thing that differentiated it, and I mean, I'm gonna get this wrong, and and some people who were neo soul artists would would have rejected the label, but I think one of the things that differentiated it from R and B of the time uh, was the live instrumentation. Um, so that was, you know, a lot of R and B in the nineties was, was using, um, you know, computers and, and machine type stuff. Um, and then I think in general, the sound is like a little bit less shiny and polished maybe than some of the R and B that was going on at the time. And not super radio friendly, like no, not always strong hooks. Um, that sort of thing. So you asked for one sentence, like Aaron, but that was easily a top five list. Easily a top five list. I had to say Aaron there because the sound clip says Russell Aaron. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I apologize. I thought you were doing a good job. Let's talk about the album. Enough. enough Listen, you want to hear? You want to hear that dirty sound? I mean, they intentionally put vinyl sounds on this. You can hear it. It sounds like the needles drag. It drives me nuts too. Yeah, and and especially. And especially for this stuff, you guys probably don't know this, but I download the FLAC files for this when I'm playing it on the podcast. Oh, so yeah. like this album that, that I downloaded is, is almost a gig, right? And you, it sounds so much like a vinyl, but it's over, it's it's overdone a little bit. So Rimshot, I read on is that, Genius. Is that, is that over the acceptable porn limit, Rob? Weren't you? Weren't? Listen, it is kind of like when, you, when you're bored on Bing and you're yeah. like vintage. Or tan lines. That's when you know you've gotten too far is when you're searching like stuff like tan lines. Listen, because you know it's gonna be true amateur stuff. I don't want to get into it. Uh it's 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 in the business. This is what we call a hack. I listen, don't get me into my my techniques. It's like red that. bikini, but like bikini and but it's red and then <laughs> on the beach. And- listen. If you're not staring at yourself in that black screen after you're done, you haven't gone deep enough. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're just searching like sex, bing, it's like, no, come on, we gotta. Don't even talk about what kind of musculature she has. All right, so this is Rimshot intro. On Genius, it says that there's sexual innuendo about the song, and I was like, what's the sexual innuendo? And I realized the last verse is. Get your stick up against that drum. I want to hear it. I want my rim shot. Oh, I mean, that seems pretty Oof, hot as hell. What do you guys think of this for the opening song? Snapping sound throughout the entire oh. record. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm just going to get my thoughts on this album out right away. I think this is a great opener. I think almost every song on this album sounds very, very, very similar. And I loved it. It was, yeah. a, it was a vibe. Like, I was at work you know, correcting papers or whatever the fuck I do. I couldn't even tell you what I do. It's so depressing. <laughs> but I was just bobbing my head the whole time. Like, it didn't matter what song was on. I was like, I am buzzing to this. I am jamming. It's it's a good album to work with. It's a good album yes. to have. If you've got something going on, you kind of are listening to it mm-hmm. and you're in the zone and kind of doing what you're doing. It's a great album to work with. And right? looking at the wave yeah. files of this album, there's never a build. There's It's so different than David Bowie where it was quiet and then loud and you know, you'd get that, you'd get those big dynamic changes. This album is the same volume the whole time, almost the same tempo the whole time, but it's a fucking groove. It really is. On and on. This was her debut. This won her best R&B female performance at the Grammys in 98. Two weeks at number one on the R&B charts. I love the mix here of the drums, her voice, the bass, and the piano chords all come together. Sorry, Aaron. Is this the most famous or her most famous song from this album or the yes. biggest commercial hit? 
this was the big hit. Yeah, it was the, the lead single. I mean, the, um, Next Lifetime is actually the song I know the best, but yeah. Uh, I read, I didn't, I wouldn't have known this until I read it that she's talking about 5% uh, ideology. And I do think that's one of the other hallmarks of Neo Soul is that the subject matter of the lyrics expanded. It wasn't just, it wasn't just love or lost love. It was, it was starting to think about, and you know, it, it gets into, eventually gets into environmentalism and yeah. different facets of relationships. Um, and so I think that's one of the other things that people notice about Neo Soul. Spilling oyster sauce on your uh, keyboards is some of the hit songs I've actually Wasteful. heard. It's, yeah. Just, you just wasted all those oysters gave their lives for nothing. You think I'm well, happy about them, that? I, I ate some, I didn't eat the whole thing here. And I'm, I'm kind of ashamed about that. Actually. I was so stressed. I didn't eat the rest. Uh, Apple Tree. This is my favorite song off the album. It's the fourth single. I like the whistle. It's, it's got a little more tempo to it than some of the other ones. I, I enjoyed it. I'm just going to say yeah. this. If you're going to make a parody song of this, it's actually, there's incredibly different ways she sings each verse, which I found really fascinating when I listened to it. If you guys were going to have a tree that produced fruit in your yard, what kind of tree would you pick? Oh, great question, Russell. God damn, that's an all-time question. Matt, how about you? You could have any sort of fruit tree or food tree in your yard. What would you pick? It's a tough one, Russell. We're really going deep here with these questions. I, uh, I might have to go. I, you know, I want to say mango, but then it's like, I don't eat that many mangoes, but I eat a lot of nobody mango Nobody really candy. likes mango. Mango's like a, you know, you throw it in when you've got too much pineapple or yeah. something like that like yeah nobody really likes mango honestly russell i think it might be apples i could fuck with an apple tree giving me nice apples every day oof that sounds good to me is that boring am i boring kind of a little bit oh fuck. <laughs> okay aaron what's your choice what would you have i'm going peaches i love peach cobbler and peach crisp so yeah, i want to be able yeah. to have some peaches that's what i want what's a peach crisp oh, oh. man it's when oh. peaches you russell. peel them up Cook them up with some sugar and then put some kind of like crumbly topping over the top yeah. and some ice cream on it. Bake I, it. I, I, I may have had those at dinner in the dark, but I kept crunching <laughs> on them. So I didn't really enjoy the flavor. And it was so loud. Everyone was mad about how loud you're eating. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Other side of the game. A little more jazzy on this one. This is the one of the ones recorded with the roots, I think, right? Yeah, this is one of them. So basically she recorded this album and then... There's part of it where she went and recorded with the Roots in Philly. She didn't like what was going on. I'm not quite sure. Technically, this is just Questlove. It doesn't have the whole Roots. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, you can hear that song does. Snare sound. Yeah. And he's dragging. You can hear it dragging. Yeah. Aaron, we've talked a lot about the Roots before. Do they have an album on this list? Or are they being screwed because they haven't been on this list at this point? Or what's your thoughts? I don't know, man. Here's the thing. I, there's such an interesting group. I did listen to... Uh, I listened to Do You Want More, which is sort of their first major label record. Yes, uh, I'll just say yes right now. I do want more. Whatever quite a few times this Whatever week. it is, that's always the answer. To I that mean, you guys know, like, Questlove is, is one of my favorite musicians and people, but I, and, and I know that some of the, like, I know things fall apart pretty well, um, but I don't know. I don't always love the Roots albums. They, they tend to be unfocused in my mind. Um, so I don't know if they've got one on the list or not, and I wouldn't I even say they're getting screwed. Their guitar yeah. player, Joey Chestnut, is very focused when he eats all those hot yeah. dogs, though, right? And the camera's very focused when he's holding a ruler next to the size of his shit. And I mean, they're an incredible band. I've seen them see live one time. Like, they, they, they're incredible pros, and they, like, they play together so well. But as an album, like, I can't always get down with... Uh, and, yeah. <clears throat> Sounds like poetry, Aaron. Incredible pros. Sometimes, mix number nine. Thank you. <laughs> 
it's another one that's recorded in Philly, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Listen to the vinyl here. Listen to that vinyl sound. <laughs> right. It's almost overpowering, honestly. You guys don't like it. I, we're not listening to it. I don't mind it we so get much. It. But I have it on, uh, Jay Dilla does it on Donuts, which I own on vinyl. And so I was listening to this on vinyl. I was like, why is my vinyl crackly? You guys know I washed it. Like the thing was washed. It was clean. I was like, why is there static? And so then I had to go stream it and found it. It was on there. And it's like a dirty trick, I think. <clears throat> if that's Quest playing drums on Sometimes, that's a good example of him playing drums like a machine. Because it's, it's fully just like automatic. Yeah, but totally. Next Lifetime. What makes, what makes Questlove such a great drummer? Is it like... What what makes him stand out as a drummer? You've said Ringo's a shit drummer, Aaron. What makes what makes Questlove stand out? I mean, what makes him stand out is he was the only one doing it at the time. I mean, the, the Roots were the only band, big time, big time band. I mean, shout out to High Respects in Minneapolis, but they were the only big time band with a live drummer. But um, he famously talks about how he worked so hard to play like a metronome, to sound like a drum machine, because mm. like he had to, as a hip hop drummer, had to sound the way hip hop was sounding at the time. And then in a live show, he can do more and play from his jazz influence. And but that's really where a lot of this Neo soul comes from, right? Is kind of a rejection of that computer over-processed R and B where it's the same thing. And now we can get into a little bit more of a groove, a little bit more jazz almost. I right. Think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. So fucking smart. Second single off the album next lifetime. Now the spoken intro, that's definitely like, that's a 90s, 90s oh, yeah. R&B thing. Is this the one that's got Andre and Method Man, Pete Rock? There's a bunch of artists on this song, right? On the song or in the video? I don't know. Maybe in the video. I think in the video. They're in. They're all in the video. Because, Russell, why would Andre 3000 be in the video? What do you think? They were opening baseball cards together on the Twitch stream. <laughs> They're making babies. It's because it's because they were dating Russell. This Erica Badu was dating Andre 3000 and eventually married him, which forced him to ditch his family and go into the studio to record Aqua Mini. We all remember that story. Very, very good. Afro. This is des- dedicated to Questlove. Oh, it is? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I love this line. <laughs> I mean, her voice... We haven't said it yet, but it's honestly, I think, one of the strongest we've heard on the list, uh, especially from a female artist. It's just a crazy killer voice. So I just realized this. Matt, you're the outcast guy. Wasn't Miss Jackson written about Erica Badu's mom? I don't know. Yes. I think it was, wasn't it? I yes, think you're right. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote Miss Jackson after they, yeah, after he and Erica broke up. Because by then she was with Common. It was like it was like a joke in, in the hip hop uh, forums that I used to frequent. That like, oh, that guy's dating Erica Badu now. He's gonna make a whack album. Like that's everybody got upset about that because <laughs> Common made Electric Circus after the after she was. I've never realized how cool I am until I hear about what you guys did for fun. <laughs> Back when I was raw, I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> when I was frequenting the message boards with raw, I'm gonna give it to you. And I, I will say, I even at the time, I recognized how misogynist that is. Like these guys have their own free will, make their own damn albums by their own choice. She's a great musician. It's not even, but like if if somebody made a whack album, they made a whack album. It's nobody else's fault but their own. <laughs> Certainly, listen to how jazzy this one is. Yeah, I think uh, I thought of, you know I I wouldn't necessarily have guessed Brandy as an influence for her, but you definitely hear Billie Holiday as an influence for her all over this record. 
pretty pretty amazing bass line there going on too, right? Yeah. And the, I mean that yeah, rim shot walking. coming in hard. Oof. Four leaf clover. I do think, I mean, as you guys said, it, it gets samey. It's a long groove. You can think of the whole album, whole album as one groove. I never got tired of it. I played it over and over yep. again. I think that it does reward careful listening. I think she's saying a lot in interesting ways if you're listening closely. And it's one of those. So for me, it, I mean, you guys might disagree, but for me, it's similar to like a Stevie Wonder album where it's great to just put on and vibe to and enjoy. But I think it rewards repeat and careful listening. And that's a unique trait. No love, which is the opposite of what I think of when I hear this album. I mean, this is no love is the opposite of what I think of when I hear this album because don't you just think about putting this on while making sweet love? Too much static. <laughs> right? You can hear You'd the static fine, there. And then the no, we just wash the sheets. Like, ah, We're freshly so washed. There's record. so much static. It's like a winter green going on down there. Does that make sense? No. What? No, I think it is one. I mean, it's got to be in the top five of the sexiest albums we've we've heard, right? I mean, have you heard that Prince song um, "Jack Off"? Have you heard that? Actually, that, some people think off. that's one yeah. of the that's, that's one of the sexiest. I would songs say, I mean, ever. yeah. What are the, of, of the albums we've heard? What are the sexiest ones? Uh, you can you can leave the music playing, but it's uh, it's this Thriller, Voodoo, it's Beyonce by Beyonce, Nirvana, Thriller. What the fuck, Rob? <laughs> uh, are we counting that? Uh, Red Salmon album or whatever that was. Beef Captain Beefheart. Captain Beefheart. <laughs> I don't think he's on the list anymore. He got eliminated. I would say uh, voodoo. Yeah. What's that uh, one where he talks about putting wire, hot wire up your ass? I, sometimes. <laughs> That's also Wu Tang. Yeah. Yep. Wu Tang. Yeah, this keyboard sound. I think this must be James Poyser on the keys. That's that's pretty typical of the roots at the time. I I think this one also had Ron Carter. That was the double bass player that we heard on Low End Theory, I think, right? Yeah, also played bass in Miles Davis's second great quintet. I I texted you guys this this week, but I got to tell you, anyone anybody still listening to the podcast, if you're going to listen to this album, find the biggest over-the-head headphones you possibly can and put those on because I was wearing my... um, like Apple AirPods, and I took those off and put on like beats like over the ear. Did you did you take them off and put them in between your bed sheets and let them lay there the whole night or not? <laughs> I did the other day realize that I was sleeping on a peanut M&M. So oh, is that no. similar where I realized I was That's like, oh, there's good. a peanut M&M bag behind me. I had been eating them in my bed and they had spilled down behind me. I and thought it, you weren't eating in your bed. I know. And it was kind of a Wait, sick little thing. It Rob, did. You sleep naked. Like you don't, now you don't know where else a peanut M&M ended up. Like you got, this is a good reason to wear some boxers to Listen, bed. Listen, anywhere a peanut M&M ends up on my body. Great. I'm happy. It doesn't matter. You couldn't tell me a place in my body. Anywhere. A peanut M&M could end up where it's not great. Anywhere. Anywhere. I'll take it. It's so good. I love it. Certainly, and this is so. This is the same as a certainly before, but instead of the jazzy version, this is now a cover of Cool in the or a cover uh, um, sampling Cool in the Gang Summer Badness remix. Most famously, probably heard on Will Smith Summertime. Yes. God, she's got Actually, a so comfortable in the groove. Totally. 
you guys remember a while back, I asked you if you'd ever heard of a show called Beck. What was it called? Beck Chop Squad did it better. Yes. Beck Mongolian, <laughs> Chop yeah, Mongolian Chop Squad. Mongolian Chop Squad. <laughs> so it turns out Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. Also, they I told you guys they honor all these artists. And one of them, they honored kind of uh, this neo-soul sound and R&B. And they had a character that was named, let me find it now. Um, if you say John Crock, I think you're looking at the wrong notes. <laughs> it was Erica Blige. They had they had oh. a combo character of Erica Badu and Mary J. Blige, so and good. I was like, when it comes to honoring when you're when you've got the what kind of TV shows were those again? Anime. And when you get when you talk about anime that honors great neo soul artists <laughs> like Erica Badu. <laughs> Who does it better? Beck Mongolian Chop Squad does it better. <laughs> Dude, seriously, Erica Badu, character in Mongolian Chop Squad. <laughs> I like how Russ has his figure down on obscure anime. Guys, we're so smart. Final song, Rimshot Outro. Diggy, diggy. I will say, Aaron did the list this week, and one of the reasons is I tried to do a list and tried to find the best songs featuring rim shots on the drums, but I could not. It's not an easy thing to figure out. Wow. I mean, this sound is all over this album, but yeah, I don't know where else you'd, you'd look for it. I think, honestly, it'd be the same as a Neo-Soul as a Neo Soul. Right, it would just uh, be a best of list. Soul. It would just probably. be a, a Roots list. But yeah. Listen, let's get into our rating system. It's patented. It's popular. Everybody loves it. Nobody skips it, including that psycho that wants to just hear the replacements. <laughs> August 9th, 2023. Can you imagine if he fast forwards every time we make fun of Aaron? I mean, what is he he's like that? To? He's like that. He doesn't go for that. He's, he's very sincere. He's getting more sincere in, in our old age. I wonder what he thinks about that Neil Young episode. He must hate it. Just I'll the one where that. I just... Just buried you. Uh, all right. Listen, this is 89 on the list. Uh, 89th on the list. Best album of all time. Erica Badu. Baduism. Okay. Uh, where do we think that stands? If we think that deserves to be the 89th best album, uh, we say that that is a rolling well-toned. If we think that it should have been uh, on the list before, guys, it got boned. It's a rolling boned is the correct term. And if we think that this album should be later, okay, there's some other albums that we think are more deserving of be the greatest album of all time, which again is an insane thing to rank and list. It makes absolutely no sense. Why can't we all just get along? Uh, it would be a rolling groan. Oh, guys, I am just, I think I'm just too tired. I cannot think of a, a you good. You can't even do the groan anymore. You can't, I even, can't put your even typical. I can't even listen uh, to it. I can't even listen. I mean, listen to this when I do the. I can't even click the right button. I clicked the wrong one. <laughs> That's the oyster juice talking. <laughs> it rearranged your whole keyboard. I was recently listening to somebody and they go, you know, my favorite wrestler of all time is the honky tonk man. And I instantly just turned off my computer. I was like, I don't even care what else this guy has to say. That's an insane take. He was your favorite. Because if you really go Google honky tonk man, you, I guarantee you remember him being more muscular than he was. I only remember him losing to the Ultimate Warrior in SummerSlam yeah. in 88. That's it. In like Honk 90 seconds or less. Honky Tonk Man is zero muscular. He had no muscles whatsoever. He was one of the least. He was like kind of like Ted DiBiase where like he just had some hair. Like that's it. They were like, hey, you got some great hair. You should be a wrestler. He's like, okay. I for, think DiBiase was bigger than you think. I think he could whoop some ass. I don't know. He was rich though. I do remember that again. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. The bit of the rich wrestler. So fucking funny to me. 
Mm-hmm. I'm so rich, but goddamn, if I don't love body slamming people, <laughs> I got to get out there and do it. I can do whatever I want. I can invest this in stocks, no problem. But you know what I love? Jumping off the top ropes with a flying elbow. <laughs> Rob, can we not go one week without talking about pro wrestling? Uh, you true. insist on doing this week after week. <laughs> Russell, that podcast would be my million dollar dream. Wink. <laughs> Cross promotion for my new popular podcast that actually gets 801 downloads a week. Suck it, my wife. No, oh, I don't like saying that at all. That actually sounds dirtier for some reason. Wait, what do you mean for some reason? I yeah, think that's I'm back pretty, in a minivan pretty, parked pretty out clear. in St. Olaf's parked on St. Olaf's campus. It's so With weird. A disco ball. All right. So uh rolling no well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, rolling grown. Uh, I, I don't understand this album personally. Um, I think it's, it, to me, it sounds like one long drawn out song. You know, I don't, I can't hear Erica Badu on this album. Mm-hmm. You know, even, I even tried listening with the big headphones on and stuff. Like, I love the beat. I love the, the background music, but like, I, I, how many notes does she sing? I don't know. It's like, she never gets above or below and, you know, so, so I don't know. I, I, I listened a couple of times, but I didn't probably listen long enough to get like the inner meaning of everything like Rosie was talking about. And so, you know, like I, I've, I've said it a number of times, I don't listen to lyrics and that's probably my own fault for not understanding what this is. And so on a whole, it doesn't hit me where it counts. And so I'm going to say it's uh rolling well, rolling groaned should be higher on the li- lower yes. on the list, which means it has a higher number. Exactly. Oh, I forgot yeah, that bit. You're right. No, yeah. fair Aaron, you gave it a chance. Yeah. Matt, I got to say, that's so brave of you to say. So I just want you to have this valor. You don't have to steal it anymore. So feel free to dress like a naval officer uh, anytime you want. It's your right now. So we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? <laughs> I-, I would echo some of Matt's sentiments. I, I enjoyed listening to it, but I did. It it got a little one note for me listening to it. I, at multiple times, I stopped the album and went and listened to something else during it. But I, I did enjoy it. It was a fantastic group to kind of have on in the background and and listen to while you're making other stuff happen. But for me, uh, it's just a slight rolling groan. It's not something I'm going to go back to over and over. And over, although I did really enjoy it. And also, I have to say, Matt, for you listening to the album, sir. We salute you, Captain Matt. Thank you for actually listening to the album. <laughs> that was true valor, right? That's there. true valor. That's the that's the real okay. valor. We appreciate it. Or Rosie, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Yeah, you guys know. Rolling I'm be bone this means one. that it should have been higher on the list. We should have seen it already. <laughs> rolling groan <laughs> is lower, but is a higher number, which means it's lower on the list. Almost like this uh, podcast is we're digging deeper and deeper and maybe we're saying things that we can't take back. It might get us fired from a job in a hilarious uh, post-job interview where I'm going to have to explain uh, that my friend Aaron doesn't actually like feet, but it's just a joke the whole time. I can't, can you please record that when that happens? I would really, I just want to, I want that to be recorded for posterity when that is, uh, I think you guys know where I'm going to be with this one. I love this album. I knew it a little bit before, but uh, just this week I've listened to it so many times. Yes, it is all one long groove. Uh, Yes, it's not uh, super powerful in terms of the vocals. They're sort of in the middle of the mix. I get all that, but I personally just love it. I think it's interesting because it does sound, it sounded like something new and different 
Uh, and it's, it's pro- like, yep. to me, it's the, the best example of what was going on at the time. Um, like Russell, I did pause once in a while to listen to something else. But for me, it was mostly other Neo Soul music. So I listened to The yep. Roots this week. I listened to there Jill Scott. Um, I listened to Michelle and Diego Cello. Um, so I, for me, it's rolling well-toned. Um, but I could see why it wouldn't necessarily be the right thing for somebody else. I bet if you're listening to Top 40 Radio in 1997, you would hear music that is the polar opposite of this, which is why part of what makes it so great, right? Zoot suit riot, riot. <laughs> back a bottle, Roll of back beer. a bottle of beer, sweetie. We're definitely going to sign up for the lifetime membership at the swing dance lessons. That's definitely never going to blow up in our face. You know, I try. I try to think like if you have Puff Daddy doing all his stuff or whatever, I would yeah. I absolutely rather listen to this, right? And yeah. so the fact yeah, right, that like it the, wasn't, yes. you know, I mean that that was like the other stuff that was going on in '96 was Tupac and Biggie and all that stuff, you know, and so. It's or on the R&B side, it was 112 yeah. doing Peaches and Cream, which, like, great song. Or, like, Next doing Too Close. Like, those are fine, but, I, you know, this is way different. Yeah, would much rather listen peach, to this. Peach but. crisps and cream? Peach <laughs> what crisps? the fuck are you talking about, Aaron? Did you guys recognize either one of Aaron's songs that he just pulled out of, like, yeah. example? Peaches and Cream? Okay. Russell knows it. Yeah, come on. Okay, I'm going to edit out what I said earlier. Um, <laughs> listen. Are, I, are we right? Yeah. Were, were we right this week, Rob? Did we get it right? Unfortunately, yeah, what is it? for the 89th week in a row, you are incorrect. Okay. God. Actually, are we coming up on our 100th times. episode pretty soon? We might no, have passed you, it. You had those bullshit. No, you had, you had bullshit best ofs at the beginning. Well, we're not at 89, <laughs> right? We're, we're at like 94. We have to be, right? No. No? Okay. We've, never mind. Okay. And edit point. All right. So, guys, <laughs> unfortunately, for the 89th week in a row, you were wrong as shit, okay? And as Damn a teacher, it. you can say that. It's legal. Uh, <laughs> this is a rolling tantric initiation. Rob, oh. pause. Yeah? This is our 100th episode. What? No. <laughs> no. Actually, You're episode fucking. 100 went out last week. Oh, that no. was the one we did last week. <laughs> no we suck so yeah. bad. <laughs> Not episodes, but if you look at you, you look at the podcast, if you take Rob's Best of five-minute clips. The last week was our 100th episode. Well, congratulations, guys, on our 101st episode. Depressing <laughs> as hell, isn't it? It's so our depressing. centenary episode. I mean, this is so sad that we're doing this still after all this time. I was just talking to my dad today. I said, I said, yeah, we're, we're doing like our 89th episode today. He goes, it's amazing you could find three guys who all have an hour to spare every week. And I was hour. like, yeah, you haven't met these guys. It's actually not amazing when you talk to them. Like, it's amazing that they don't want to do more of these a week. <laughs> I think it's more amazing that you could have a real conversation with your dad after what he did in the back and seat of that car. <laughs> this is a rolling tantric initiation. Okay? Oh, that's like, that's also what was going on in that minivan. This is a rolling tantric initiation. I'm trying to get up these edit points. Tantric initiation. Yeah. Listen, if you want to have an hour and four minute long fuck fest, this is a perfect album that's to the, play. The I mean, you're not wrong. I think this is another one of my dorm room albums where if you put this on in a dorm room, the kind of people that are going to show up are the kind of people you want to show up to hang out in your dorm room. Okay. While you're either making sweet love to a woman or furiously jacking off, trying not to breathe too hard because your roommate is a light sleeper. Either way, listen. <laughs> Fiercely or feverishly? Uh, both at the same time because you get so hot. Why is it so hot? Why are you furious if you jack? <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> it's just you be nice to yourself. It's just <laughs> you. Man. I just nodded so hard. <laughs> I'm furious. Can't believe it. I got a stomach cramp now. I'm also so hot. Oh, burning yeah, hot. Sit here. down. It's feverish and furious. I can't believe it. 
Okay, so we might be going a little late. I'm just looking at the time. Okay, it's the time where we just said feverish and furiously. Okay, the next album. Okay, let's get serious here. The next album, guys, is when somebody sat on Neil Young's face. What? What? Smothered man. <laughs> Smothered man is what I said there. Smothered man. It's Neil what? Young after the gold rush. After the gold rush. Nice. Excited. When you want to hear Did you guys not laugh at my Neil Young smothered man joke instead so of Southern man? <laughs> I don't get it. I gotta stop getting so high during these episodes. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. I know it's going to be a while till we get to that replacements album. So I did come up with a quote and I just figured I'd give it to you guys quick. It's I'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for you. Like we've been there before. I'll be there for you because you're there for me too. That was so good. That was such a good job. You got to luxuriate in that. It was so good. Oh my God, Russell, that was funny. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. Oh, I, I got. Oh, you know see how many times he can do it. Oh, this is like me in college. Beck did it better. I, the Replacements, a great band. I, I fucking love that movie with Keanu Reeves. That was a great. <laughs> the Replacements are the best. Dude, he plays football and he also does Neo Soul. Oh, Neo Soul. Yeah. Yes. I know Kung Fu. 